This episode of the Coaching Cars podcast is brought to you in partnership with the brilliant Soulfully Single, founded by Julie Wilde. Soulfully Single is the supportive, fun and empowering community for sociable singles who want to grow in confidence, reconnect with themselves and others and use their single time to be the next best version of themselves. Soulfully Single aims to ease loneliness through community, connection and personal growth. So if you find yourself recently single or know someone who is, head over to www.soulfullysingle.co.uk to download a free workbook to help you heal and move on after the end of a relationship or join one of the feel-good monthly coffee meetups. Hello, I'm Susie. And I'm Lisa, and this is The Coaching Cast. We're the No Nonsense Podcast, chatting about the things impacting you at work right now, helping you to survive and thrive in today's workplace. We discuss different topics each episode, sharing our ideas, hints and top tips from our experiences of working in the corporate world, running our own businesses and also being qualified coaches. We also try to have a few laughs along the way too. Well, because taking yourself too seriously, it's just boring. We hope you enjoy listening. In today's episode, we are diving into the often overlooked virtue of humility and why it plays a crucial role in your career. Plus, we share how you can be humble at work with the help of our top tips. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into um, this brand new episode, Lisa, how have you been? I actually have a bit of a conundrum at the moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> tell, um, tell us now, some CBeebies more. I don't think this is synonymous with the move, um, but I have this repeated issue. I keep meaning to talk to you about it, actually, especially because you're a, a fellow dog owner. Okay. But I keep having a repeated problem of, um, I think it's my technique for how to pick up dog poo. Is this okay? This is uh, this is this how we've run out of content? We're talking about picking up dog poo. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, okay. desperate times. Desperate, desperate times. times. For, you know, this is desperate. This is exciting as it gets over here. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is exciting as it gets over here. But yeah, I right. keep on this repeated problem. Like, I go to pick up the dog poo. I believe the hand is covered. And before I know it, my hand is in the poo. Uncovered. Okay. So what do you mean when you're out walking? Yeah, like obviously, like, you know. Not just... oh, I didn't mean, I didn't know if you meant like in your own garden. Oh, right. No, out walking. Yeah, it keeps happening. I keep getting let down by the dog poo bag. It's like it jumps oh, right. off my hand as I go to pick up the poo. The technique needs refining, it sounds well, like. Well, clearly, because I mean, I don't really want to be picking it up with my bare, my bare pinkies. That's not really... <laughs> That's not really, I mean, he's my dog. So <laughs> thankfully, I feel like this is a bit like with kids. Like if it's your own kid's poo, it's not great, but you kind of get over it. But you would never yeah. want to pick up another kid's poo. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel a bit that way about dogs. I mean, it's still <laughs> revolting. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'm not like overjoyed when I realise that I've managed to stick a thumb, which is what's happened so many times. It's like my thumb escapes the poo bag and the thumb is all of a sudden in the third. <laughs> And before I know it, I'm stood there with a pooey thumb. I'm like, brilliant. And it nearly always happens when I'm like halfway on the wall. 
So then what am I supposed to do? I don't seem what? to have any, I never seem to have any tissues on me. This is the other thing. Or like a wet wipe. So I end up spending the whole time of the rest of the walk with my thumb, just covered in poop, just okay. walking around with my thumb up in the air because I don't want anywhere near me. It is so weird. It's I'm not joking. It's a problem because it's happened about, I would have said in the last three, four weeks, I've done this four times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you ask me how I am and I'm <laughs> top of mind. So <laughs> top of mind is, yes, I have moved house. That's, that's the big news, the secondary news, but I don't think it's related to my change of location as that. I'm having challenges picking up dog crap. So Well, I was going to say, if anyone sees Lisa out walking with her dog, don't shake her hand. Definitely don't. Say as well. And if anyone wants to give me some tips while they're there. <laughs> yeah. Send them in. Send I want an influx in. of so, tips now. How can you segue from picking up poop? Well, what's, what's going on for you? <laughs> I would say I can't, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so I say I've had the Januarist of Januarys. Yeah. Um, I am very much looking forward for, to January just to be done over. And we we all draw a line and move on. And I know that's quite a defeatist kind of attitude, but I'm just not in, I found the last few January is quite difficult. I think it's the dark mornings. I really struggle. I'm really like impacted by light and I've like, yeah, found it really tricky. No one has any cash, myself included. So we don't really do very much. The weather's not great. So I feel like I'm just kind of indoors a lot. Um, and yeah, I just feel like it's gone really slow. I'm a mm. bit like, I'm a bit over this now. Can we move on? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a January, January, that's for sure. But the highlights have been, um, now, I don't know if you've been watching it and I'm not going to put any spoilers into the conversation, but I am obsessed with, wait for it, The Traitors. I knew you were going to say that. Right? I don't watch it. What? Oh my goodness me. Right. I don't really watch TV though. You know this. I don't really watch television unless it's like a BBC murder drama. I'm not interested. I don't find any television particularly enjoyable, especially not that type of program. It's not my cup of tea. Well, it's not normally my cup of tea, that, that kind of genre, but I do like, you know me, I'm a like below deck through. And I know through. you are. You love a, a real housewife. <laughs> get, like, I'm there. I'm in. I'm seated. I'm there. I'm involved. Yeah. I know how to dock a yacht now from just watching below deck. Like I've like, get that fender out. Where are we going? Right. I could call it in to a, to a dock. I'm telling you, if someone could just give me that opportunity to be on a yacht, I'd love I to do this. We'll call it in to the dock for you. I could do that 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 jazz for sure. Anyway, um, we digress. But the traitors, there's less yachts, but there's a very nice Scottish like castle for sure. Well, not I don't know if it's a castle, like a nice house, very lovely. I'd love to go there one day. Anyway, um. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with it. It's been the highlight of my January. So like, I'm so involved. Like I can't, like it finishes and I'm like, oh, there's no, no more episodes left because they're dropping them in threes each week. Mm. So, and then I'm done the three and I'm like, oh, wait a week for the next one. I'm like, oh, it's so good. And I don't want to give any spoilers away in case any of the CBBs are currently watching it and they've not got to the end, but it's so good. I really feel like you need to just give it a go. If if I can get into it and enjoy it, I think we definitely will. I know, but Claudia Winkerman hosts it. Oh, right. I spend the whole time just being like, oh my God, will you brush your fringe out of your eyes? It's so <laughs> annoying. 
I don't know how she copes. She can't see, surely. <laughs> I could not have that kind of hair in my eyes. It would drive me nuts. No, I don't dislike her, but I can't watch her. Right. On that note, I feel like we should get through this episode for our <laughs> listeners because it's been an interesting start. Yeah, it's been one. a real mixture, as well as the fact that if you're likely to drop in any more spoilers, people may get upset with you. Exactly. So before well, you slip, can... before you slip. We can only apologise. However, my request of if everyone's got a yacht that I can help <laughs> dock, then please get in touch. Thanks very much. Bye. <laughs> Today we are discussing humility in the workplace. Humility is often a trait associated with leadership, but here at the Coaching Cast, we think humility is a key quality for all. It can make a significant and positive difference in the workplace, whether you are a leader or not. Why? Well, because in today's workplaces, it can be easy to get caught up in cycles of competition, egos, and a relentless drive for results. And with that, the trait of humility can easily get overlooked in its importance. Very simply, humility is the quality of being modest, acknowledging that we don't know everything and we are open to learning. It can also mean being genuine in your credit to others when deserved and not taking that for yourself. And so when we are humble, we often work well with other people. It builds strong relationships where trust and mutual respect are at the heart and that fosters positive work cultures and increases the chances of us doing our best work. Yay! So Lisa, what's your experience of humility in work? It's a mix. I've seen a lot, I've seen some, I've seen absolutely bloody none. <laughs> oh, um, did you mean that to rhyme then? I like No, it. I didn't, but there we go. Yeah. I think yeah. Some of us are really good at this. Some of us find it very difficult. And I think it's not that simple to just sweep people up in a generalized way and say it's because they're not decent or very nice or I think so much gets us gets in the way of us being humble and a lot of that is what you've already described because I do think our egos get in the way of humility at times as does competition I mean for me fundamentally being humble is being human because I think it's acknowledging that we are all human and we have needs and it's about how do you respect one another and acknowledge those needs and be as inclusive as possible of everybody and acknowledge that everyone has a contribution to make. Yeah. So I think it's not that it's not that people don't necessarily know that. It's that, as I said, things get in the way that stop them from seeing that clearly and then operating in that fashion. Um, and that's got a lot to do with the culture you're working in, the environment, the context, what's going on, you know, especially in high pressured, stressful situations or where there's urgency required. I think that's often where this can go right out the window. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've definitely experienced a real mixed bag from very different people, mm. you know, 
but I yeah I mean I've definitely worked with people and for people who I have found at times I'd probably in a quite harsh fashion I've probably described them as being quite inhuman (laughs) (laughs) um and therefore not really showing any humility either um but that doesn't mean that they're not human I think that's the that's the thing here I think often I think everyone has the capacity to be humble some are much better at it than others um and I think some of that does come naturally I think that can be just who you are as a person and for some of us we do struggle with it and so it's a skill but it's I mean like like all these things we talk about these are things that you can grow you just have to be consciously aware of them and you have to be consciously aware of where you are with them in terms of how they fit into your preferred behavior yeah for sure I think your experiences through life and especially your early life probably childhood experiences can shape quite a lot of this for, for oh you hugely. Your personality as well. yeah I think that's a really really good point I think that's a, a fair thing to acknowledge especially around you know especially around this notion of comp- competition and ego because you know if you are quite a competitive person and that's been nurtured or if anything encouraged, which I think and for a lot of us, we may have experienced at school because um, of how we're not pitched against one another. That, might, that sounds probably a lot more aggressive than I mean it to, but the school systems always want to put you in groups and sets of expertise, don't they? They always were in my like school years anyway. You had like the group structure for those in the top group, those in the next group. You know, there was always that kind yeah. of notion of like trying to be the best and that could often really affect how humil- humble you could be towards others um because I think as I said you're kind of being encouraged to compare yourself to other people um but yeah I, I think you're I think that's a really good point actually I think that's quite true of the whole educational system though mm. I tell you where that I tell you where I found that that dispersed slightly was actually when I went to university but that was the university I went to possibly as well. But I didn't get that same, I didn't get that same experience there. Mm. But I think a lot of that was because you were an adult, you were being treated like an adult and your performance was very much being encouraged to be owned by you. So you mm. did as well as you decided to do, mm. if that made sense. So there was a bit less of that competition at that point. But otherwise, no, like I was very competitive as a kid academically let's be clear I was very chubby as a kid so it was never about uh, athletics or sport (laughs) I was competitive academically that was it (laughs) I was very successful from a chair (laughs) and still are (laughs) yeah still not my strengths um don't put me in a race (laughs) yeah it's a really interesting one because like I was reflecting in preparation for today's episode on this subject and I was thinking about when I was walking my dog actually (laughs) I'm picking up his poo Um, cover up yeah um and I was thinking about you know my experience of experiences of humility at work and you know if I worked with people who were really good at this if I worked with people who are not so really good at this um am I good at this don't know like um do I need to be good at this so I was kind of like pondering the whole kind of topic it was really interesting um and thought-provoking walk and kind of where I got to was that in some ways the same as you I've experienced 
working with people on kind of each end of the scale on this topic. But actually, one of the things that really stood out for me is certainly in my experience, I have come across people who have um, what I would class and say are great levels of humility in work um, since I've become self-employed mm. and since I've been kind of hanging around and um, building relationships with people who are also um, business owners mm. or entrepreneurs more so than when I was in the corporate world and that's just my experience I'm not saying that you know that doesn't exist in the corporate world at all but my experience is I've come across that trait more frequently since I've been kind of more in that self-employed entrepreneurial space as in you've experienced humility more yes yeah and I think I could agree with that do you think it's got something to do with when I think when you're part of a big organization and you're being employed by somebody, there's that element of justifying your existence and yeah. your position and the value you add. And I think that's where your ego and the competitive sense can get very inflated because you're just there to defend. Well, not, not just there to defend. That's not what I mean, but there is an element of defending yourself and I think sometimes then that can have that in brackets at the cost of all else and the cost of everybody else. Yeah. But again, I do just think that depends on where you work, how you feel supported, whether you feel safe and secure where you are. And yeah. that's not always true for all of us at any given time, is it? No, absolutely. And our levels of, you know, self-esteem, I think, play into it, you mm. know, as well. Yeah, massively. But when I like, reflect, I can think of two individuals, one who actually listens to this podcast from time to time, two individuals who, um, when they um, talk to me, or when I observed actually the success that they built themselves and achieved, and actually how, when I observe how they talk about it, you know, what they have achieved is actually phenomenal, both in terms of financial success, but also in terms of, um kind of personal success actually and some of the hurdles that they've overcome to get to that point um and there's one person in particular where I you know I think they've gone through some some significant health challenges and also overcome that and built you know a, a, an absolutely amazing business and I often hear the way they talk about it and they talk about it in a very modest understated and humble way actually and I I hadn't probably connected the dots that that's what they did and how they did they approach that until I started thinking about it in relation to this topic and preparing for today but actually it's interesting because I then reflected on okay well what does that kind of give you like what's the benefit of that and for me again just on my experience and this could be my personality as well but I am often more drawn to collaborating with this person definitely and I am also more drawn to probably I probably trust them a little bit more I connect with them probably a little bit more than um maybe those who don't quite have that kind of same humble approach in the way that they talk about things the way they kind of um bring themselves to work I think that's just for me there I think that's a value that I 
probably hold quite dear so, dear. so I kind of naturally connect more I think when people mm. kind of demonstrate some of those traits mm. um I also think the characteristic actually of this person in particular one of the characteristics is they're very good at like innovation they're very good at learning like they're always hungry to learn more and more and more and so within that they're very open-minded I think mm. and again that we've talked about on this podcast way way long time ago on some of our episodes around growth mindset fixed mindset I think this plays into this space as well like when I think about this person they are very they have a very much a growth mindset attitude towards mm. life actually and also in their business and in their approach and I think that resonates really personally for me because I really value that in others and in and in myself and so that's probably why I connect a a lot more with that more kind of approach which comes I think with having humility at the heart but yeah it was interesting because I hadn't really ever consciously thought about it before and then Mm. I was like there's kind of a theme there that actually yeah I've kind of experienced that trait in others more since I've stepped out of that corporate world and into that more kind of entrepreneurial side of things yeah yeah no and I think I think for me there's that element of and what you described there that's a really strong reason as to why to focus on being humble because I think it is a way and you described this in the in the introduction it is a great way in terms of establishing stronger relationships building relationships because I think when you're showing that humility you're showing that openness to support others and to work collaboratively and to achieve together and I think that's one of the real key benefits of behaving in that way especially in a work context whether that's if you're running your own business and you're not an entrepreneur or whether you work in an organization yeah um you're much more likely to draw people towards you and create that space for support and achieving together which is so much more i think that's much more efficient as a way of working and you're more likely to achieve so much more as if you do it together yeah yeah, no, I love that. And actually that builds into my next question, actually, which I think um, is is an interesting one, which is around, so when you're thinking about your relationships and professional relationships, and for example, like handling conflict, you know, conflict is a regular and healthy thing to some degree <laughs> um, in work. So mm-hmm. how how do you think you can have a humble approach to this? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's really hard I think it's hard when you're in a situation where and when we say conflict it doesn't have to be like as aggressive as I always think conflict sounds um yeah it could just be a simple disagreement that you know that's a form of conflict but this is just where you disagree with one another um which I think always in a work context that can feel so much more intense and heightened because of the environment the pace the urgency potentially the audience because often if you're in an organization and there is any form of disagreement, so often it can be with others watching, which I think always adds another layer of intensity. Um, And not to mention, I think the pressure we put on ourselves to perform and be so great at work that actually any form of disagreement can feel like a failure when it's not. Um, It is just natural and it's part of, 
I think it's part of how things are even better. You sometimes yeah. you have to thrash stuff out and that's where you get the real great stuff. But yeah, I think I think it takes a lot of discipline and conscious effort to remain humble during moments of conflict because our instinct is to defend um and to protect ourselves. Um and I think it's in it's it's important to acknowledge that that is true. That is an instinctual behavior that's just embedded within us um and there's not much we can do about it it's more about how we then manage it so I think always in moments of conflict I think it's first trying to acknowledge or remember look we're both human beings even if at the time that other person doesn't feel particularly human they are and you more than likely have similar needs and you're more than likely probably trying to achieve the same thing. It's just the way you're going about it is different. And there's not really a wrong or right in that, I think. I think it's trying to remove those kinds of labels. It's just you're going for a process to reach a conclusion that's mutually beneficial for all, which I think is what it's always trying to remain focused on. So I think in those types of moments, it is about listening and creating the space to listen to each other and giving each other the space to share about what's going on, how we're feeling, what our ideas are, what our thoughts are. Um, And just creating that respectfulness of, I'm going to listen to you. Whatever you say is still valid, even if I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Being curious, my favorite. So if you really don't understand, ask questions don't assume I think that's always the worst thing you can do for yourself if nobody else yeah. um and just stay focused on that idea of how can we work through this together and trying to focus on it on it as a collaborative approach yeah not me and them us and them yeah and trying that's to good. avoid that but as I said look I'm not saying it's easy because it's not but I think you know if this is something that you know can be problematic for you, especially if you're someone who really is conflict avoidant, really does not like confrontation, does not like any form of negativity. It's important to know this to help yourself to work through it because just avoiding those sorts of situations is not realistic. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with stuff like this throughout your life, personal as well as work. Yeah. So it's not logical just to pretend or avoid (laughs) help help yourself by just starting in this awareness space I think yeah and I think if you just start by listening you can't go far wrong in those situations yeah agreed um and avoiding blame and Mm. you might come out of it learning actually that that person has although that perspective might be different or that solution might be different to what you thought about actually if you just remain open, it might, it, you might have learned something there. Actually, I, you know, that's an even better idea or that's an even better solution mm. to what I thought. That makes sense. Mm. And then acknowledging that with that other person, like that's being humble in the moment as yeah, well. Exactly. Um, and it's not, a. I think this is where it's like, it's not that there's anything wrong with what you've said. It's not no. personal. Like, And actually it's trying to stay in that space of welcoming everybody's contributions Yes. You know, I think we can get, this is where our egos can be quite unhelpful. I think we can get a bit too, at times, fixated on what we think, what our thoughts are, how we're feeling. And 
that can stop us from being inclusive of other people yeah um, and what they think and what their ideas are so I think it's trying to just yeah help ourselves by acknowledging you know there's nothing wrong with what I've offered but there's also you know it's not what they're saying or offering isn't about me it's not a critique it's just another thought it's another idea we can think about things collectively absolutely so in terms of that then because you touched upon there that's really kind of we're talking there about your personal growth i.e not thinking necessarily it's just about Mm. you and you know that you're you know wrong or right or whatever it might be so building off that then do you think there are any drawbacks to having humility in the workplace? Because we've talked a lot there about the benefits and mm. bringing it in your approach, in your style, in your communication, in your open mindedness. You know, are there any drawbacks to having humility in the workplace, do you think? I think the only drawback is, and I think it's like most things that are good, is having too much of yeah. a good thing. So I think. Yeah. Being humble is important, but I think this isn't about sacrificing yourself over others. So I think, you know, and especially in a workplace setting, but I think this is true of life. I think it's always been clear about, you know, what's important to you? What do you think? Acknowledging both of those things and feeling that you've got that clarity in yourself so that you know that and then using that as a way to keep yourself balanced because I think once you acknowledge what you think what you want what's important to you then you can support and others in their needs too but I think you have to have that so that you've got always that awareness and that you can then maintain some form of boundary otherwise I think if you become too humble actually you can completely dismiss overlook ignore maybe not even be aware of what you need and what's important to you and then it becomes far too imbalanced. So I think it can then be that you just do things for everybody else and you're only about other people. Um, and that's not sustainable, I don't think, not in the long run. I think that can end up creating more feelings for yourself of resentment and frustration and upset. Yeah. So I do think it's always having that connection to what's important to you what you think as well yeah keeping that in mind and utilizing and offering that in a balanced way I think it's about that middle ground isn't it so acknowledging your strengths without overshadowing others yes yes um and that's a fine balance that's quite tricky to achieve and and to do and know where you've when you've kind of got to that middle ground when you've arrived and how you sustain it but I think that is the kind of um the the destination of where we're trying to get to with this for sure okay so Lisa how can our CBBs do this for themselves we've touched Uh, upon it a little bit there but what are your top tips for today's episode so I think it is I think for me a lot of this type of topic starts with focusing in on yourself first and doing that work on yourself. So I think for me, my first tip is to really tap into your ego. So how aware are you of your ego and how it serves you? Like, 
are you even aware that you have one now i i would say your ego is that inner voice no so i know my ego is particularly unhelpful because it's very self-critical um so i think it's really trying to tap into you know what does your inner voice say to you most commonly and if you're not even aware of it i would start tuning into it so like in all situations especially high pressured work ones or slightly stressful work ones what is your inner voice saying but i think you have to be really attuned to that to then know what you're effectively then trying to manage um because i think it's your ego that at times that can cause you to be quite inward facing and therefore that in my opinion impacts your ability to be humble because being humble is about being externally facing for me it's about listening and tuning in and being conscious of others needs um and their presence and their strengths and their contributions so i think get familiar with yours so start with that ego and the inner critic i think then be really clear about what you need and what you have to offer um and just get that really clear in your mind i think they're probably my there's kind of two there maybe um and then i think it's about really thinking how can you how can you I mean there's always the typical themes of like listen <laughs> listen and be curious are probably my ongoing and I feel like we say that all the time in the coaching class but it's because they're so important as skills um but I do think that's what will enable you to show humility is if you listen and you genuinely listen and give people your time and your audience and you build that relationship with them and you show the curiosity, you ask questions. Because that way, that is what, in my opinion, then will lead to the collaboration. Yeah. So I think the more you get to know those around you and what's important to them, what they can offer, what they can contribute, what they think, the more you can bring them in. And that's what helps forge the relationships, which are the foundation for collaboration. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I would offer. Yeah, quite a lot there sorry <laughs> there is quite a lot there to unpack for sure I think that I'm going to add another one on um which kind of links into your last point there but it, it's around embracing I think a growth mindset in your yeah. career journey now if you're thinking what are they talking about growth mindset we have a whole episode on this um which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts but a growth mindset is basically just about being open-minded and thinking okay maybe it's not happened but it hasn't happened yet it will um as an example so i think coming to situations coming to interactions coming to communications meeting people with an open mindset and a growth mindset in your career journey you can't go far wrong in then terms of demonstrating humility in the workplace. So we will summarize our top tips for you at the end of the episode. It's now time for Bullshit Bingo, where Susan and I call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which make us cringe. Our Bullshit Bingo for today's episode came from one of Susie's followers on LinkedIn. And it is fireside chat. <laughs> I can't even remember what this is. So thank when you. it's used, what's the context of when this is used again? So this um, has been used. So the person who sent me uh, a DM on LinkedIn, thank you for this. And it was used in the context that they'd been to a conference or like um, an exhibition or something, you know, where people are kind of coming together and 
there was a fireside chat as one of the kind of pieces in that conference where basically there was kind of like two or three people talking about a subject like a panel together and it gets branded as a fireside chat um and I was like when I got this actually I was like oh I love this like this is a good one for Susie because you know I love a literal you know I'm very visual so immediately I'm thinking why are we sat at a fireside having a chat like and I'm my head's going to kind of like yeah you know warm cozy like vibes and there's lots of blankets and big sofa I don't know what where I'm going on this but yeah like a very snug type situation I was like yes I'm quite into this but for different reasons um very traitors I would oh, say God. very traitors don't encourage people for definitely sake. definitely don't encourage but yeah fireside <laughs> chat I have heard this before in the context of work but not recently so this was a good one so, so I, I think we might have used it in one of the organizations I worked in but I can't really remember it's just so funny and I'm, I don't know many modern offices that have a fireplace <laughs> good point good so, point you know that, <laughs> who ever thought this would work in a corporate environment there's some really great offices out there and I don't believe any of them have a fireside like a fireplace like no we're not in Aspen it's not I don't really get it <laughs> oh that's what it makes that me think of anyway so CBBs what a bullshit bingo phrase would you like included in a future episode of the coaching cast drop us a message on Instagram when and where you hear those corporate faces that make you cringe or you can also message either Susie or I via LinkedIn from our profiles or yeah just just comment on the episode if you have any ideas whatever means you find send us those bullshit bingos because we love to hear them and we love to feature them in the show We are coming to the end of today's episode where we've been discussing workplace humility. Our top tips and recommendations from today's episode are number one, focus on yourself first. So as Lisa said, perhaps firstly, tap into your ego. How aware are you of what it's telling you, what it's saying to you on a continual basis? And also think about how you can start tuning into it a little bit more frequently. Number two, get clear on what you need and also what you have to offer in the workplace. And number three, in order to create collaboration with others, approach these um, situations by listening and being curious. And number four, embrace a growth mindset in your career journey. They are our top tips and recommendations from today. We also have some self-coaching questions to ask yourself to help you and support you again with this topic. And they are, number one, when is humility appropriate in my working life? Number two, how willing am I to recognize when I could use the help of others? And number three, what and who deserves a celebration right now? I love that one. Don't worry if you can't remember these. All of our top tips, self-coaching questions will be on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, check out our short series episodes, which are seven minutes long. In this series, we discuss and share our top tips for personal resilience and vulnerability in leadership. You can find our short series wherever you listen to your podcast and just pick up a few extra ideas, hints, tips that can support you and relate to this topic. 
talking of episodes, we will have another new episode for you next month in early March when we will be celebrating International Women's Day. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Excellent. Love that one. CBBs, we know you are really, really busy, but it would mean the world to us if you could rate, review and subscribe to The Coaching Cast wherever you listen. It really, really helps the podcast more than you know and means you don't have to worry about remembering to download it either. It's especially important because it enables others to find us. So please, please do subscribe. Yeah, it takes like one minute, guys. Probably not even that, 30 seconds. It's a click. It's just a click. It's a click. So you can do it. It's a click. You can do it whilst you're watching Traitors. <laughs> right. We like to end each episode of The Coaching Cast with our personal song recommendation, giving you energy and motivation as you launch into the next part of your working day. It's my choice this week, and I have gone retro. Retro classic, I think. And I have chosen The Cranberries and Linger. It's an absolute great tune. That I actually heard it recently on Radio 2 as well. Big Radio 2 Your fans favorite. Here, here. Absolutely. And I was like, this is an absolute tune. I'd so forgotten about this. Anyway, so I loved it. And I was like, yes, get it on. So the cranberries and linger. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. We will see you next month, CVVs. And remember, you've got this. Mm-hmm.